Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Hello and welcome at a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Harbendorp and I am your host today. It has been a while, but we are back with the first recording of 2021. And this year, we want to publish every month a new episode. All the episodes are related to Microsoft 365 Defender or Identity, like Azure AD. And this time, we are starting with an identity topic, and that is Secure Hybrid Access. And for this topic, I've invited Stefan van der Wielen again. He was already once in the show about identity and Azure AD in general. And today, we dive in a little bit deeper on an Azure AD feature. So, Stefan, can you do a very short introduction about yourself? Sure. Um, so, Stefan de Wiele, I'm a senior program manager in the Microsoft Identity division, and I'm part of what we call the customer experience team. So, I help customers use our product and make sure that we get the right feedback to the people designing the product and making sure we're building something that our customers uh, want to use. So, working together with the product team to help our customers, also our customers, Within that scenario, secure hybrid access, that's the topic that we want to discuss today. Could you explain a little bit what Azure AD App Proxy, yeah, that is one of the things within secure hybrid access, but what is secure hybrid access and Azure AD App Proxy in general? That's a great question. And you basically give it away a bit where secure hybrid access is like a umbrella covering a lot of parts around Azure AD and giving access to a hybrid or on-premises application. So if we look into hybrid access, we usually mean accessing on-premises web-based applications, but it could also be applicable to any application not accessible via the internet. So as you mentioned, as part of Azure AD, we have a solution which is called Azure AD Application Proxy. And as the name implies, it is a proxy tool But it's a lot more than that. So it can act like a reverse proxy, but it can also do the conversion between those on-premises authentication methods to a modern authentication method. So, for example, think about an application doing Kerberos, but you want to publish it to the outside, and Kerberos is not a protocol that can easily be transferred over the internet. So that's where the app proxy stands in and can help out. Within app proxy, that's a cloud service. Uh, Do I need something locally so where is the connection coming from Uh, yes so for app proxy there's a small component that need to be locally that will set up the connection between the on-premises infrastructure and the cloud so we call this the azure ad app proxy connector and the only thing that that connector does will talk to your on-premises application and act like a tunnel to the cloud to bring that data to the cloud endpoint that the users connect to And that connector only requires outbound connectivity. So it will set an outbound connection on 443 to Azure AD. And when that's established, it can basically transfer traffic two ways. So it's a very easy deployment and things like load balancing and failover are built in from the cloud side. So you can deploy multiple connectors, you can group them, the whole failover and load balancing will be done from a cloud perspective. So no configuration needed there. Within that connector, uh, we can deploy it twice for redundancy locally. Access to applications, must that be a web application or can that be every application for app proxy only? 
in theory, it can be any application that is within the list of supported protocols. So if you look at what I said with a hybrid access application, most of the time we're talking about a web application. But it could also be a more a bigger application or an API or something like that that can be published through AppProxy. So if you look at the supportability of AppProxy, we do Kerberos, we do remote desktop support, we do HTTP. You can even do anonymous support. So for example, if you want to publish a CRL or something, you can use the app proxy without any authentication. And a few um, months ago, we released also header-based support in public preview for the app proxy, which means that, um, for example, think about Symantec Sideminder applications that use header-based. They can be connected to the app proxy and published to the outside as well using that header-based functionality. And if we look at secure hybrid access, that's not only AppProxy. AppProxy is a part of that. What do I need to realize secure hybrid access? In general, and that's my favorite answer, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it depends on the types of applications that you have or maybe the app delivery controller or networking provider that you're already working with. And that's how we started the secure hybrid access program. So we looked at AppProxy and... If I would have a, for example, an application that has an LDAP database as a source, that is currently not a supported scenario with AppProxy. So we partnered up with F5, with Citrix, with Akamai, with Camp, with Cscaler to provide those types of capabilities through our partners. And as I said, that means that if I'm already using one of those technologies, I can easily integrate with Azure AD. Or if I'm looking for a specific scenario that we do not cover with AppProxy, we can look into one of those partners and implement their technology and integrate with Azure AD to publish those applications. You mentioned already that there are some partners who help realizing secure hybrid access. Can I do it with Microsoft only, or do I need a partner solution for that? Of course, you can do it with Microsoft only if that would fulfill your requirements. That would also be the first thing that we, with a customer, would look at and say, we have our proxy solution. We're looking at your application landscape. Can we cover it with the app proxy solution? If not, we can look at those partners and we can see how those partners can help you. So it's definitely not a requirement for you to work with those partners. It will just extend the possibilities around the secure hybrid access scenarios. You already mentioned some partners, F5, Citrix, Akamai, and some other partners. What type of integrations do we have if we look at the different partners, F5, Cisco, and for example, Kemp delivers some other stuff, but what are the different type of integrations that we have? So if you look at those partners, the different type of integrations, so first of all, what will happen is that if you integrate one of those with Azure AD, the whole authentication of the user will happen through Azure AD. That means that you can really keep that control plane that identity control plane, Azure AD, in the middle. That also means that things like conditional access, per app conditional access, but also the risk-based conditional access scenarios, MFA, Azure MFA, are all added to those appliances by integrating with Azure AD. Uh, What the appliances will bring is extra support for different other protocols. So think about SSH publishing, which is something we do not do with AppProxy, but you can do that with F5 or Citrix or Akamai. And next to that, what they also bring is, if needed, VPN connectivity. 
So for example, we also integrate with Cisco AnyConnect or Cscaler. And what they will bring is that support for VPN. And what we will add is things like conditional access and MFA to that VPN provider. If we look in the past, it was sometimes very hard to add the Azure multi-factor or the Azure AD multi-factor to that appliances. And with this secure hybrid access uh, solutions, it will be more and more integrated and more and more easy to use all that security stuff from an identity perspective. Yes, correct. The part of the secure hybrid access offering is that it's not only us providing or our partner providing the integration with Azure AD, it's redeveloping our products together making sure that the integration will work and will be easy. So next to having that technical partnership, it's also around supportability, documentation, and ease of integration. So for example, with F5, we're now working on an API connection, making sure that all applications you publish through your F5 will automatically show up in the MyApps portal. So those type of tight integrations are part of that partnership in the Secure Hybrid Access uh, program. Yeah, great to hear. Good to see all that integrations coming to the identity because the identity is the most important thing customers are using because all users are within that solution and we have to protect them on that identity stuff. If I look at the partners, F5, VPN solutions, do I need to deploy that sort of stuff only in Azure or can I use local appliances as well? You can definitely use local appliances as well. So you can actually, if you're already using F5 or Citrix, it's pretty easy, just a few steps to integrate with Azure AD as well and add things like conditional access and MFA to those appliances. So basically, doesn't matter where you deploy it, if you're already using it or not, that's the capability of the integration. But also, if I deploy my local applications in my own data center, or if I a completely new company and I have to a legacy application that I need to use, I want to deploy it in Azure, that both is possible. Definitely. But if you need a new application nowadays, I would highly recommend looking at an application that supports modern authentication and can be connected directly to Azure AD without a secure hybrid solution. So this whole secure hybrid access story is uh, mainly for current legacy applications that cannot be replaced or are not going to be replaced in the near future to give you the ability to already move to things like a zero trust type of setup without replacing or waiting for replacing those apps and giving you a conversion methods to make those apps more like modern than they are today. And that's what you get through secure hybrid access. I think Secure Hybrid Access is also part of the Zero Trust Framework. Could you explain a little bit more about the Zero Trust Framework? Sure, yeah. So if you look at Zero Trust, Zero Trust is not a switch that you can put on. Zero Trust is a whole, as you mentioned, whole framework of components to reach that Zero Trust. And what we basically mean with Zero Trust is that I can work from anywhere, can access all the things I need in a secure manner. And all the access, all those things you need can also include those more legacy type of applications. So where secure hybrid access is part of the zero trust framework is that basically when you're looking into going zero trust and enable that remote work, you also need to look into those applications and provide access to those applications that are in a legacy situations. So the secure hybrid access capabilities can make sure that a app can be published securely 
through, for example, App Proxy or F5 with that conditional access, which is also part of the Zero Trust framework, providing remote access uh, securely to those legacy applications. So that's basically how that would fit in into the Zero Trust framework. Again, Zero Trust, it's a journey. So this is the secure hybrid access could be part of the journey, adding those legacy applications to the Zero Trust framework. Yeah, and I think if we have customers within a large on-prem environment or large data center, the secure hybrid access is one of the components that can be used in the journey until zero trust, and it can help customers to secure their environment. Definitely, and it can also act as a cost saving. For example, I mentioned SiteMinder, but also think about Oracle Access Manager, which are very big on-premises setups where, for example, with SiteMinder, they're on the last lack of support. So that's a tool that's going away and has a lot of cost to maintain those setups where you have multiple servers, you have reverse proxies and all those type of things. So what Secure Hybrid Access can also help with is removing parts of removing that whole legacy infrastructure and still providing access to that application with minimum or no modification to those applications. So next to the to working towards that zero trust thing, it can also act as a cost saver and reduce complexity of a current deployment. That could also be a good thing to think about if we look at the, the next steps, because cost saving nowadays with the COVID situation and so on, I think that that sort of things will help also. Definitely. Yeah. And also what you said with the whole current situation, there's a lot of working externally and a lot of people that of course work from home and need access to those applications, but are very hard to give external access to in a secure manner nowadays. So that's definitely where the secure hybrid access capabilities will fit. Yeah, and if we look at a secure remote work, and that's one of the things that Microsoft also mentioned, secure remote work. One of the things within that capability is Windows Virtual Desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, with Windows Virtual Desktop, I can also publish a desktop, but also publish applications internally in my data center. So if I look at Windows Virtual Desktop and secure hybrid access, what are the difference? It is basically the location of where the application is running. With Secure Hybrid Access, we're focusing on publishing applications that are running in an on-premises or own data center infrastructure. But it can also be an application that is running in Azure, for example. The big thing here would be how does authentication work for this type of application? Because you can move your app from your on-premise infrastructure to Windows Virtual Desktop but it probably still requires a header-based authentication type of thing. So then the secure hybrid access solution can fit in there to convert from that old legacy protocol like the header-based authentication to something modern and add single sign-on MFA and conditional access, even if it's running in Windows Virtual Desktop or on Azure or even on AWS. So it's not really comparable. It can strengthen Windows Virtual Desktop as well. It just depends on where your application is running. Yeah, and with that, our Windows Virtual Desktop also integrates within Azure AD. So if we have both running next to each other, the identity part is the single pane where we access the whole environment and we can do a single sign-on first to Windows Virtual Desktop and have also access to on-prem applications delivered through secure hybrid access, for example. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And and it will give them single sign-on as well. So as an end user, I sign into my Windows Virtual Desktop, which is running in the cloud, 
I open my on-premises application, I will be having single sign-on. And as an end user, I can be productive because I have access to my application and I can do the stuff that I need to do. And as an organization, I can be secure because I have that central control plane where I can put in things like conditional access or MFA. And I can also monitor what's happening, who is accessing that application from where at which time from a central solution, in this case, Azure Active Directory. Yeah, and we talked about on-prem applications. What do you see in the landscape of our customers? Are there many of that on-prem applications that are only accessible from an internal workplace or an internal network? Definitely, yeah. What I also have seen, and I've spoken to a lot of customers around, is the scalability of their current VPN solutions. And I think this is something where the secure hybrid access solution can also step in, especially if you look at a solution like AppProxy, which is a cloud-based proxy solution, which has higher capacity than such a VPN solution. For example, I've spoken with a customer who suddenly everyone needed to work from home, right? And at that point, their complete VPN solution got overloaded because all people that work from home now using the VPN connection. And first, it was only 10% of the people using it. So they moved those applications from being required to use a VPN solution to things like AppProxy or F5 to publish them, still add that security, but then basically remove the capacity problems from that current VPN solution. Yeah, and with the integration you already mentioned with conditional access, multi-factor, identity protection, uh, we can really secure that connection to that on-prem environment uh, with that solutions. Yeah, correct. So I can I can have a, I almost wanted to call it a stupid application, but let's go with that, which is very old, like 90s zeros type of thing, which is using old way of authentication and don't know about things like identity protection. But with the secure hybrid access solution, we can add all those capabilities to that app and make it secure to publish it externally or, or use it from an external device. Because we have that identity protection, we can check if the device is managed. We can ask for things like MFA, even though that the application itself never heard of those terminology or never was designed to support those type of things. But with these solutions, with that proxy and our partner solutions, you can add those capabilities. From a security perspective, what about the integration with Azure Sentinel? Azure Sentinel is the Microsoft Seam solution. Are there capabilities from that end? So it basically relies on the current capabilities, the integration that we already have with Sentinel coming from Azure AD. As in this case, you're putting Azure AD as the control plane. So everyone who access an application, even if it's through a secure hybrid access solution, will be put into the locks of Azure AD. So all the information you already getting into your Sentinel or maybe you're planning into getting into Sentinel from Azure AD will be enriched with those data around those on-premises or legacy applications if you integrate them with a secure hybrid access solution. Yeah, within secure hybrid access, you already mentioned partners like Citrix, F5 and others. What I know from a Sentinel perspective, there are also lots of connectors are coming available and are available like the integrations for that partner solutions like a firewall or a VPN solution. So if we want to use Sentinel to correlate the Azure AD usage that we have there and the things that are coming out of the audit logs or the sign-in logs are general available, I think. You can mention that as well. If I can correlate that to other on-prem stuff, I have all the things available and I can investigate 
the stuff to protect my users with the on-prem apps. Definitely. Yeah. So so basically, in, in this case, Sentinel can be the thing in the middle, getting on all that data and providing you with a full overview of what's happening in your whole hybrid setup. And if you look at a secure hybrid access, is there more to come? Yeah, so definitely. First of all, one thing I already mentioned is that App Proxy now supports header-based authentication. So that is something that is now in public preview, but in the upcoming months should move to general availability. And then next to that, we're looking into other things we can enrich our App Proxy solution with. But next to that, we're also looking into extending partnerships that we currently have and even build tighter integration with those partners. So I mentioned the five, for example, things like automatically add applications that being added to F5 to Azure AD, but also converting applications that are already running on your F5 device to be integrated with Azure AD are things that are a part of that tight integration. So those are things that we're looking at. For example, looking from an App Proxy perspective, App Proxy has for now always been a more external focused solution where we provide external access to applications. But what about if we want to do that conversion from an old method to new method? What about the internal access to those applications? How can we make that easier? So those are things that we're thinking of from an app proxy perspective. And then looking at prioritization of features, prioritization of partnerships. This is also based on the feedback that we get from our customers. So all the information that we get from all the platforms that are available, so the feedback that we get, We'll go into what do we prioritize and what is the next thing that we're going to build from a secure hybrid access perspective. There are a few other things as well that we're working on, which are not technical stuff, but we're working on extending documentation and white papers. So one of the white papers that recently came out is how to migrate from SiteMinder to Azure AD. And we're looking into adding more white papers on how to migrate from that old access applications to new access applications. So those are other things that we're working on. Yeah, and the partnerships with Citrix, F5 and, and other partners coming more and more together with all the documentations that we set up together. And I think that's a good thing because if we inform our customers better how to move and to adopt this new stuff. I think it's for everyone. It's good to know and to see what happened on that stuff. Yeah, so the whole goal of the Secure Hybrid Access program and the partnerships is not only like providing that integration, because maybe, you know, before we started the Secure Hybrid Access program, we already had integration with F5 and Citrix. But what the program will bring is a more tighter partnership and basically developing stuff together and making sure that our documentation matches up, that we have one story there. And if we make a change on our side or thinking about something new, that we involve our partners and making sure that nothing breaks and everything will work. But also from supportability perspective, the people on the partner side know about our stuff and the other way around. So we will be better in supporting each other if you need some support on the integration. Yeah, and if we look at Secure Hybrid Access, there is more to come. So keep an eye on the documentation that is on the docs site. So I think that is the right location, isn't it? Yeah, and also I would highly recommend have a look at the identity blog. With every new announcement, we will post it there. And there's also some additional content around best practices, and that is aka.ms slash identity blog. So aka.ms slash identity blog. Good to keep an eye on that. Stefan, thanks for being here on the show. I think you give us a good overview about what Secure Hybrid Access is and how its customers can help to publish 
the on-prem applications to their end users. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And of course, I will thank you for listening to this episode. Until the next time, bye-bye.